This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News, Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. Alabama Congressman Barry Moore is talking more about the Secretary of the Department of Homeland Security, which is Alejandro Mayorkas. Moore is accusing Mayorkas of lying under oath when it comes to the open border situation. The committee meeting that Moore is referring to occurred this past July. The chairman of the House Homeland Security Committee, Jim Jordan, accused Mayorkas of intentionally neglecting his duties to secure the borders. Mayorkas denied that and told the committee that illegals were being screened and vetted by DHS, and anyone on a terrorist watch list would be detained and removed from the U.S. However, the committee now has a statement from a foreign national with ties to ISIS who is reporting that he smuggled in hundreds of men over the U.S.-Mexico border who then went on to claim asylum with the DHS and were then released into the country with zero background checks or impediments or detainments. Now the House Judiciary Committee is looking into the conflicting statements made by Mayorkas and demanding that he answer further questions. U.S. Senator Tommy Tuberville has a new name for Joe Biden that he employed while speaking on Newsmax about the fact that he's going to continue his hold on military promotions within the Department of Defense based on their abortion policy that has been implemented at the behest of Joe Biden. I've talked to generals and admirals every day. There's no problem with readiness. There's none of these jobs that are unfilled. Uh, This is my prerogative to be able to put a hold on anything. Now, I'm not holding up nominations. Uh, Chuck Schumer can bring him to the floor one at a time uh, as quick and as fast as he wants to, but he won't do it because he that's an admittance of being wrong. And so I'm not changing my mind. I mean, I'm doing this for the right reasons. I'm tired of Pinocchio Joe legislating from the White House. They're not going to do that on my watch. The people of Alabama have somebody up here that's going to vote for them. And if we're going to have some kind of different uh, abortion policy in the military, it's going to take a vote on the Senate floor. And if we don't do that, I'm going to have these holes uh, for a long, long time. Alabama Attorney General Steve Marshall is indicating that he will appeal the recent decision by a three-judge panel that did not accept the redrawn congressional districts for the state. Marshall said he's disappointed in the district court's ruling in the case of Allen versus Milligan and that he strongly believes that the legislative map does comply with the Voting Rights Act. Marshall told 1819 News that his office intends to seek a prompt review from the Supreme Court when it comes to this map and in order to prepare for the 2024 elections. The executive director for the National Republican Redistricting Trust also weighed in on this issue. Adam Kincaid says that the two potential remedies that these judges are seeking both violate existing case law and will likely be brought to the attention of the U.S. Supreme Court upon appeal. A resolution that was offered in Prattville has been voted down by the city council. The resolution would have limited sexually explicit books in public libraries within the children and teens section. The resolution sought to create a contract of services between the city of Prattville and the Prattville Otago Public Library that would have restricted the availability of these books to those under the age of 18. Many residents showed up at the meeting to argue either for or against the resolution. The resolution failed with a three to four vote. Prattville has been ground zero for this battle that has erupted across different parts of the state when it comes to the books that are being placed within libraries that have LGBTQ themes and or sexually explicit language or graphics. Those in favor of keeping the books argue that it's a First Amendment issue. Those arguing for the restriction of these books say that obscenity laws are being violated. 
The city of Mobile and Carnival Cruise Lines are moving forward in a longer-term commitment with each other. The city council will vote on a contract next week that would extend the berthing agreement with Carnival to five years. The city and the cruise lines have been operating on a year-to-year contract up until this point. A new ship will be launching out of Mobile this coming October. That ship is the Spirit. The Spirit will start offering cruises in October and will run until March, and these cruises will be longer in days, distance, and destinations. Harvard University has nothing on Auburn University, despite its Ivy League reputation. The Foundation for Individual Rights and Expression has placed Harvard dead last on the list of hundreds of universities when it comes to their promotion and and nurturing of free speech. The Foundation describes the Ivy League school's standards for student expression abysmal. Harvard is considered the worst place to attend based on how many students, professors, and visitors were targeted by school authorities for their public positions, while Auburn University was ranked second best for free speech and personal expression, being topped out only by Michigan Technological University. There were a total of 254 universities placed on this ranking list. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, a dazed Joe Biden seemed to lose all sense of his surroundings and abruptly left a White House ceremony just seconds after pinning a Medal of Honor around the neck of a Vietnam veteran, Army Captain Larry Taylor. Media outlets blasted the behavior of Biden, who left the Medal of Honor recipient up on the stage and the audience in shock. White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre says it was all part of the plan and it all had to do with COVID protocol. Uh, And he left as planned, as it was planned. Uh, He left uh, when there was a pause in the program in order to minimize, to minimize his close contact with attendees uh, who are are about to participate in a reception. And as you all reported that, noticed that he left uh, uh, when there was a pause in the program because again, he wanted to minimize uh, certainly uh, uh, his impact on folks who were there. Speaking of COVID, House Republicans that are being led by Washington Congresswoman Kathy McMorris Rogers had a press conference earlier this week. All the members of the Energy and Commerce Committee released their findings when it comes to the National Institute of Health and the Department of Health and Human Services when it comes to reappointments. There's been a complete breakdown of accountability at the agency that has lost the trust of the American people, especially during COVID-19. 14 NIH officials, including Dr. Fauci, held unlawful positions and exercised authority that they didn't have, which included approving $26 billion in grants. This is unprecedented, and it calls into question the validity of every decision that these officials have made since December 2021 to June 2023, including Dr. Fauci's awarding a new grant to EcoHealth Alliance. What is even more egregious has been Health and Human Services cover-up. For more than a year, the administration has misled our committee throughout this investigation. And our our question has been a pretty simple one. Can you show us the documents that Secretary Becerra followed the Constitution and the law in reappointing these 14 senior officials who exercised immense power and authority? The question, can you show us the documents? And we're still waiting. There needs to be accountability. No one is above the law. No one's above the law. 
The chairmen of the House Judiciary Committee and the House Oversight Committee are now talking more about the need to impeach Joe Biden. Chairman James Comer and Jim Jordan were on Fox News this week after Congress came back into session following a summer break. I think the evidence is pointing us clearly in that direction. We'll get back. We'll discuss it as a conference and see if we have that resolution vote and we move forward as the speaker has indicated. Uh, I've been in conversation with a lot of the moderate members who uh, obviously, for various reasons, have been concerned about this. But the evidence is overwhelming. And the fact that the White House announced today they're creating a war room uh, as opposed to cooperating with our investigation. If Joe Biden's completely innocent, if he's running the most transparent administration in history, like he said, if he's been completely honest with the American people about his knowledge and involvement in his family's shady business schemes, then why won't they just comply with our request. We haven't requested anything that I think anyone would say is out of the ordinary. An organization whose board of trustees includes former U.S. Attorney Bill Barr has secured a massive win in the state of Arizona when it comes to elections. The Restoring Integrity and Trust in Elections group, which is referred to as RIGHT, launched a lawsuit against the Arizona Secretary of State over the signature matching process that was employed with mail-in ballots. The group Wright claims that the process was being conducted in an unlawful manner and that state laws were being violated by the Secretary of State, Adrian Fontes. The ballots were counted without the signatures being matched to the original voter registration signature. The Superior Court of Yavapai County ruled in favor of this lawsuit coming from Wright. The Superior Court said that the rules surrounding signature verification are clear and unambiguous and that the process previously implemented contradicts the plain language of that law and must be changed before the next election. The president of Wright, Derek Lyons, says this is a huge victory that will move them forward in securing elections for all of those in Arizona. A group of 1,600 international scientists have signed a declaration that dismisses the climate crisis that is being pushed by media outlets and politicians across the world. These 1,600 scientists say that there's no existence of a climate crisis and that carbon dioxide is beneficial to the Earth. Two of those scientists are winners of the Nobel Prize in Physics, John Francis Clauser of the U.S. and Ivan Giver of Norway. All of these scientists are part of the Global Climate Intelligence Group, and they signed the World Climate Declaration, which states point blank there is no climate emergency and that climate science should be less political and scientists should openly address uncertainties and exaggerations in their predictions of global warming. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. If you are enjoying The Daily Detail and want to make sure that these reports come up easily on your smartphone, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on whatever podcasting app you are using. It's usually on the main page of The Daily Detail. That could be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other app. And also be sure to visit 1819 News for more reliable, up-to-date information on what's going on around here in Alabama. You can also join 1819 News by becoming a member, which will get you exclusive content as well as 1819 merchandise. You can visit 1819news.com backslash membership to learn more. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 